Hey there, it's Pastor T with another daily psalmanac, where I hope to help you grow in the practice of prayer through a deepening relationship with the prayer book of the Bible, the Psalms. And today we are reading, reflecting upon, and praying back to the Lord the first part of Psalm 105. We're in this series of psalms that are quite long, and we'll be taking each of them in two parts. So today, part one of Psalm 105, and we'll read and, and pray back to the Lord up to verse 22. If you'd like to follow along in your own Bible at home, or to listen as I read. O oh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him, sing praises to him, tell of all his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name, let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord in his strength, seek his presence continually. Remember the wondrous works that he has done, his miracles and the judgments he uttered. O offspring of Abraham, his servant, children of Jacob, his chosen ones. He is the Lord our God, his judgments are in all the earth. He remembers his covenant forever, the word that he commanded for a thousand generations, the covenant that he made with Abraham, his sworn promise to Isaac, which he confirmed to Jacob as a statute, to Israel as an everlasting covenant, saying, To you I will give the land of Canaan as your portion for an inheritance. When they were few in number, of little account, and sojourners in it, wandering from nation to nation, from one kingdom to another people, he allowed no one to oppress them. He rebuked kings on their account, saying, Touch not my anointed ones, do my prophets no harm. When he summoned a famine on the land and broke all supply of bread, he had sent a man ahead of them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. His feet were hurt with fetters, his neck was put in a collar of iron, until what he had said came to pass. The word of the Lord tested him. The king sent and released him. The ruler of the people set him free. He made him lord of his house and ruler of all his possessions, to bind his princes at his pleasure and to teach his elders wisdom. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Psalm 105 bears a lot of resemblances to Psalm 78, one that we saw a few weeks ago, in that it's a long psalm which focuses on the history of Israel. And in fact, for folks who need a quick survey or overview of the story of the Old Testament, I often point them to Psalm 105 because it gives a quick snapshot and the highlights or the lowlights, as the case may be, of the people of Israel as it's recounted in the first part of our Bible. And in this first half of Psalm 105, we really get what is the overriding theme of the Old Testament story. It's right there in verses 8 and following. God remembers his covenant forever the word that he commanded for a thousand generations, the covenant that he made with Abraham, his sworn promise to Isaac, which he confirmed to Jacob as a statute, to Israel as an everlasting covenant. Now, covenant is a big biblical word, but it's not one that we use in day-to-day -day parlance. I think that a good paraphrase for it is simply the word promise. Now, when we talk about the covenant that God makes with his people, in particular, the covenant that he made with Abraham, it's his one-sided promise, his unconditional word that will not be broken, which he says to Abraham and to all who come after him. The promise that initially is there in Genesis 12, where God says to Abraham, through in you and through you, all families of the earth will be blessed. Remember, this is following after the fall into sin and how the curse of sin had entered into the world and death had suddenly afflicted all peoples ever after. God gives this promise, this covenant to Abraham, that Abraham, in you and through you, through one of your seed, one of your offspring, all the peoples of the earth will be blessed. Of course, this is a covenant, a promise that is ultimately fulfilled in our Lord Jesus, the Messiah. 
But the story of the Old Testament is God working his way through history and through his people, Israel, in order to bring that promise to pass. And I think about this in terms of our own lives, the stories that we tell or that are told about us. How keen are we to recognize that our lives are ultimately a story of God's promises being fulfilled? Have you thought about that? We tend to look at our lives and maybe we view it as just a matter of happenstance or it's, you know, I did this thing, I didn't do this thing. But to recognize that you exist on purpose, on God's purpose. You exist in his blessing and, and for his delight. And ultimately, what's being unfolded in your personal life is what's being unfolded throughout history. Namely, the God who makes and keeps promises for you. Would that change your perspective on your life, on your history, and on your future? I think it would. I think for any of us, we do well to recognize that our lives are the fruit of God's promise, his promise made and his promise kept in his son, and now, in time, and until the last day when Jesus comes again. Let us pray. Dear Father in heaven, thank you that you are a God of promise, that you made promises to your people Israel going back to Abraham, and you have kept those promises, Lord, in your son. We pray that you would help us to recognize the way that our lives are the fruit of your promises and how you continue to buoy us, to sustain us by your unbreakable word. Lord, give us confidence in those promises that we might live boldly by faith, trusting in you. In Jesus' name, amen. May you go forth this day seeing that the Lord, the God of promise, keeps you in his hand with his unbreakable steadfast word. Go in his peace.